The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Welcome to Go Start It. This is the podcast that helps entrepreneurs start and operate a small business. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Richard Anderson, and I am your host. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have several small businesses, and I'm here to help that person who is looking to start a small business or somebody who's started a small business and just needs some honest advice and guidance on how to grow their business. I think the single biggest misconception amongst people who want to become an entrepreneur operate a small businesses, they think they're going to find success in a very short amount of time. They look at the 1% of the successful entrepreneurs and say, I want that life. They see people posing on social media, right? You know who they are. Those are the people getting out of private planes and jetting around the world and staying in luxury hotels or showing off their big houses. They have gaudy jewelry and people want that life. But what they don't consider is the other 99% of the entrepreneurs working their ass off every single day. You want to start a business? You've got my respect. You want to start a business? You have my sincere appreciation for the hard work that's ahead of you. But if you think it's going to be easy, if you think you're going to hang a sign out on, on the side of your building or create a website, or post a couple of pieces of content on social media, and somehow you're going to get rich quick, you should quit now. No shit. Quit. Quit now because you're in it for the wrong reasons. You're not looking at the hard work that you'll need to do to get there. You've seen the photos out there of the glacier where the top of the top of the glacier is above the water and the majority of the mass is below the surface. You've seen that picture, right? The motivational picture, that picture is 100% accurate. Most will never see the, per, the, the work that these small business owners and these entrepreneurs put in to their business. It's all below the surface. They're only going to see the results that make it look easy, the very top of that glacier. And I'm here to tell you, for the most part, most, if not all of you, aren't going to have it that easy. And that's the honest truth. Mom and dad aren't going to tell you that. Your friends aren't going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that. Honest entrepreneurs are going to tell you that. Now, I'm not in the 1%. In fact, I didn't start my first company until after I turned 40 years old. My first two attempts at owning my own business and starting my own business failed. But on my third attempt... A lot of sacrifice and depleting most of my savings, working hard, long hours, several years of dedication. Only then did I realize what maybe some might consider success. I'm not here to tell you how to buy your first plane, how to buy a million dollar house, how to get that exotic car, how to get that overpriced watch. I'm not here for that bullshit. I'm here to give you the real version of what it takes to start and operate a small business. And if you want to start a business and know how to avoid certain mistakes, subscribe to this podcast. Don't miss an episode. If you want to know how to market with a very limited amount of dollars, click that button, keep listening. If you want to know how to build a, a good culture in your company and when to hire that first employee and the sacrifices that you're going to have to make in order to grow your business, don't miss an episode. Now, I'm not the most successful entrepreneur you're ever going to meet. In fact, only on paper would I be considered even close to a millionaire. In reality, I've put most everything I've had over the last seven years back into my business. 
while living a very comfortable lifestyle. But in order to tell you how I got started, I should probably tell you my own story briefly to give you some context of my point of view and what qualifies me to even provide an ounce of business advice to you. I'm a product of a middle-class family. Growing up, we had very little money. I have two siblings. We lived in a middle-class neighborhood. My first real job came at about the age of 15. I graduated high school with the decent grades, and I went to two and a half years of college. And what I'm going to say next is important. I did not graduate with a college degree. But what I did have was almost seven years in the real world, working several jobs, gaining much-needed experience. I was offered a job at 23, and I would spend four years learning how the corporate world works with a Fortune 50 company. And I honed my business skills over those four years with that Fortune 50 company, learning the ins and outs of the corporate world. And then the next thing is I went to work for a small business. And I learned how to work in and around a small business that had multiple business partners and how that could be extremely challenging. And at times, the focus was simply boosting sales and profits. Others, it was staying afloat, meeting payroll. And there were several arguments amongst the, the owners of the company and never really understood it. They do now. So... When I started with that company, they were about $3 million. And when they sold the company after five and a half years, those guys made some real money. The annual revenue had topped about $25 million. And it was then that I decided someday I'm going to own my own business. Next up, I went to work for a large small business. It was a company with about $60 million in revenue. I learned about P&Ls. I learned about operations learned about managing salespeople and growing a regional office. And from there, I was hired as a vice president for a local small business that generated about $19 million a year. Now, it was here that I learned how to not operate a business. Probably one of the most important lessons I learned. None of the executives shared information about their departments. The, companies didn't share, the company didn't share financial information. The focus was purely on profit and not what was best for the client. After about a year and a half, I was ready to start my own business. I had spent my entire professional career helping other people grow their business. It was time I grew my own. But nothing I had done until that point could have possibly prepared me for the knowledge that I would need going out on my own. You know, I've watched countless YouTube videos and listened to endless podcasts of, of entrepreneurs giving you advice on how to grow their, uh, you know, how to grow your business um, but they always kept it positive and upbeat and motivational and told you press on and the world's your oyster. But there is a need for a cold, hard truth about starting your own business. Look, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't trade where I am and what I do for anything. I love what I do. The freedom I have to make decisions is unlike anything I've done before this. But that freedom needs to be explained. Many think an entrepreneur lives in the freedom because, or loves the freedom because they can buy nice things or take trips or golf whenever they want to. Sure, those things might happen for you, but I don't view those things as freedom. I view them as perks. To me, the freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur is the ability to make a decision that's in the best interest of my employees, my customers, and living with that decision and not being accountable to anybody else but myself. 
I live and die by those decisions every day. Do I always make the right call? No. But what's satisfying is the feeling when I do make the right decision. Let me be clear. When I hear someone say that an entrepreneur, somebody wants to be an entrepreneur because they're not going to have a boss, I say, you have it wrong. You do have a boss. In fact, you probably have many bosses. They're your employees. They're your customers. Let me just state for the record that you, I believe, you work for your employees and your customers. They don't work for you. And if you want to be successful in your business, you have to treat them like they're the only thing that matters. You come second to them, always. So let's explore what it takes to start your own business. I think the first step in this process is that you have to choose a business around what you love to do, what you're good at, what you have a passion for. In order to start a business, you have to make a decision as to what you want your business to be. Look, if you love camping and outdoors, start a business around the outdoors. You have a passion for cooking, start a catering business, takeout business, food service business. Are you good at fashion? Start your own embroidery company, your own screen printing business. Start your own fashion brand. You will not succeed unless you love what you do. Let me say it again. You will not succeed unless you love what you do. You will work more hours than you've ever worked in your life before. You will make more sacrifices than you've ever made before. You will have more stresses than you've ever had in your life. If you don't absolutely love what you do, you can't possibly put everything you have into your business. Now, once you've determined what type of business you want, the next step is to name your business. Well, you say, Richard, why now? Why think about that now? Well, because you want to know if anybody else has that name so that when you go to brand your business later on in the process, you can stand out in the crowd. You're not just one of another business with that name. Now, the next step is to register with your local, state, federal government agencies. You want to make your business legal. You will have zero credibility if you don't. So you need to have a local, you need to have a legal business. Decide if you want to be a, an LLC or a corporation. That's the next step. And I would consult a CPA, accountant, attorney, business advisor, get some input on that. That's going to be important. They're going to know what's best for you. The next thing is contact an insurance agent. You'll need to know what kind of insurance you need based on the business that you're going to start. You need to know if you just need regular insurance, workers' comp, E&O insurance, um, and what it's going to cost. Remember, at the start, you have no revenue. You have no customers. Much of these expenses are coming directly out of your pocket. So determine what you need insurance-wise. The next step is what equipment or supplies are you going to need? You need to create a budget. You might not be able to afford everything right away. That's fine. But you need to know what you'll need going forward and you'll need to save for those expenses. Somehow, some way during this process, during the initial starting of the business to now, you need to create a business plan. Doesn't need to be anything fancy. Just write down an outline of how you want to grow the business and operate your business. Include what kind of business you want to be. Are you employee driven? Are you customer driven? Are you profit driven? Or are you simply in it because you think it's going to provide a certain lifestyle? If that is the business plan, creating a certain lifestyle while you might succeed, I personally don't think that you're going to be happy because you're always going to be chasing the next purchase, the next level, the next lifestyle, 
and you'll lose focus on your business. And here's an important step. Do your research. You've got to know your business. You've got to know your customer base. You've got to especially know your competitors. If you take your competitors lightly or dismiss them, they're going to find your weakness and they'll expose it. I'd also not be afraid to be cordial with your competition. Get to know them. Invite them to lunch. Sit down and have a beer with them. Remember, most of them aren't going to appreciate your cutting into their customer base. Most importantly, you're going to be cutting into their profits. So if you approach them as, I've got a lot to learn, you would, and you would appreciate any advice that they're going to give you, you might not put a target on your back from the outset. I know when I started, I had a healthy respect for my competition. I tried to fly under the radar for a while while I built my customer base. I didn't poke the bear at first. I knew some people were going to come out of the gate guns blazing when they started their business, but I chose humility and patience. And I think that's going to serve you well in starting your own business. So you've determined what business you want to start, right? You've named your business. You've written a business plan. You filed your local state and federal government agency requires that includes permits. If you need them, you've acquired either insurance quotes or you've gotten your insurance. You've researched the competition and your customer base. You've determined what supplies you're going to need and you formulated a budget. And now we have to discuss how you're going to fund your business. There's going to be people that'll tell you, take a loan, chase your dreams. Others are going to claim you can figure it out along the way. And I'm here to tell you, in reality, taking out an initial loan for your business, in my opinion, big mistake. You don't know if this is going to work. That's the, that's, that's the reality of it. That's the hard truth. And if it doesn't, you're going to be saddled with debt for years to come if it doesn't work. Now, if you follow these steps, chances are you're going to succeed. But if you don't, that could become a burden. And what people don't tell you is that collecting debt from day one is usually the nail in the business coffin before you even get off the ground. Investing your own money is a little different. You can bet on yourself, but you're using your own funds. Most, business, most businesses can be started for under $5,000. So if you need to spend tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars to start your business, you might want to figure out how to finance the business before you start it and how you're going to pay it back knowing right now you have zero revenue and zero customers. I started my business basically with an iPhone and business cards. I had saved a bunch of money. So I used that money to purchase equipment and supplies and a truck. And since I used my own funds... I didn't need a line of credit, and I didn't, and still haven't, seven years later, gone to the bank for a line of credit. We run our business 100% of the revenue we collect from our customers. In fact, a couple of years ago, we needed a van. We need another van. We've got several vehicles and several, tra several trailers. We've purchased them all for cash, but we went out to purchase a van for our business, and our CPA and attorney said, hey, you guys have to establish some business credit because you've been operating for five years plus with no credit. And eventually, as you get bigger, you're going to need credit. So <clears throat> since we had no credit line and no credit card and we hadn't gone into debt, we needed to do that. So this is going to be your most important decision in the process because a bad decision can cripple your business and your personal credit for years to come. So now you're ready to brand your business. And this, in my opinion, will be what makes or breaks your business success, both short-term and long-term. 
And that's what we're going to discuss in our next episode. We'll we'll dive into the branding and how you can look like a million dollars from the start. Until then, go start it.